0: Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for his baptism, he said to them, "'You brood of vipers!' Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore, bear fruit worthy of repentance and do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the ax is lying at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is more powerful than I, and I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his sweet into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let us pray. O oh Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh, oh Lord, our strength and Redeemer. Amen. In this season of my oldest brother's life, one of the things that he loves to do more than anything is to reminisce about the good old days. And in a conversation that we had earlier this week, I told him that I was going to be preaching on John the Baptist this Sunday. And he responded, Ah, the one who calls for repentance as a bratty little sister will do, as our conversation continued, I said, may I ask you an important question? Now, he he knows that there's something up, but he doesn't know what, so he gives his permission that I can ask him a question. And I said, do you remember... One of those times where you and Neil, my other brother, were teasing me so mercil- mercilessly that I got frustrated with the two of you and I exclaimed, Repent, you brood of vipers! He did not recall that particular incident, but said that it sounded very much like something I would have said. I confess I have always been intrigued by John the Baptist. When I was younger, it was his appearance, his dietary habits, and as that story proves, his sharp tongue that caught my attention. However, as I have grown spiritually, I am coming to a deeper understanding of who John the Baptist was as a prophet and his message of repentance that we hear every Advent season. If there were a job description for a prophet It would include something like called by God to speak on God's behalf. Willingness to speak God's truth to all people. No self-serving agendas, no exceptions. Often the messages that God called prophets to give was harsh and difficult for the people to receive because prophets challenged injustices and warned people of the consequences of their disobedience. Because of this, prophets were sometimes rejected by their people to whom they were speaking. But this was not the case with John the Baptist. People flocked to the wilderness to see him and to hear what he had to say. They were longing for a transformed world in the midst of Roman oppression. They yearned for the coming of the Messiah, the one who was promised that would deliver them. With his words, John was ending in centuries of silence. He had a laser-like focus on the message God had given him to communicate. Repent, prepare the way of the Lord, and bear fruit worthy of repentance. Repentance. John spoke truth to power without hesitation, and he stood firm against the religious leaders, stating that their piety, their DNA, nor their connection to people who they thought mattered meant that they were ready for the coming reign of God. You see, John made repentance very clear. No one was exempt. The words repent and repentance occur often in the Bible, but it is not something we often talk about except during Advent and Lent. Repentance is more than just saying, I'm sorry. It is more than trying to be a better person. It is not about guilty feelings or instilling, instilling fear that one would be banished to Hades if they did not repent. Though necessary and a critical part of it, repentance is more than confessing sin. Repentance is about change. And it is also something that we cannot do on our own, as we learned in Lutheran confessions so many years ago. God works repentance in us by changing our heart or our mind or even maybe our way of life. It is about God turning and returning to us, changing us and how we view God, how we view God's love, how we interact with one another and changing the world on the holy mountain. It is not something that we do one time and check it off the list. Repentance is a journey that begins at our baptism and continues until our very last day here on earth. Neither you, nor I, nor anyone can do this on our own. We cannot change our hearts or our minds in our own strengths. We can try, but as we all are acutely aware, sin has great power over us. Repentance is a lifelong journey of allowing Christ to change our lives, to change our minds, to walk with us, to guide us, to lead us. We are sinful creatures. We all struggle, whether it is holding grudges, resenting others, or holding hatred in our hearts for someone or some people group. Perhaps we struggle with complacency in our relationship with God or with others. Maybe we struggle with allowing a person or a goal or a season to distract us from Christ whatever it is we are struggling with it is faith in Christ that can sustain us and move us toward confessing our sin it is God who is faithful and just and forgives us of our sin and sets us on the path of repentance that sets us on the path of change for where there is divine blessing there is a call for a response God in Christ who can change our minds our hearts our very way of life gives us the opportunity to respond by bearing fruit worthy of repentance, of living our lives more closely aligned with God's will and God's purposes. John the Baptist prepared the way of the Lord by proclaiming a message of repentance. John also pointed people to the one who would come after him, the one who would be more powerful than him, the one we know as Jesus. By repenting, freeing ourselves from that which holds us back, freeing ourselves from the burdens that we carry, or keeps us from living the life that God intends, we prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ. We might say that Advent is more than a season, but a state of being, living in hopeful anticipation of the one who is to come. But how do we do that in a world of war, in a nation of division, and in communities such as ours in granite quarry, experiencing violence or the devastation of fire where lives are lost. How are we to live when we or someone we love is suffering or are afraid or are uncertain due to their life's circumstances? During Advent, we are given the opportunity to reorient our deepest longings around the gift of Christ. We light candles that represent the coming of Jesus Christ. Just as Christ is our light in the darkness of this world, Christ is also our peace. On this second Sunday of Advent, John guides us in the way of peace by pointing us to Christ. God in Christ came into this world thousands of years ago and will come again. And God in Christ is with you today in the midst of your own struggle. God in Christ pours out for you freedom from that which weighs you down. God in Christ forgives you of all your sin and redeems you and reconciles you and gives you new life. Through inexhaustible love and grace. In Christ there is peace. So as you continue your preparation to celebrate the birth of Jesus, may you experience the peace you have with God through Christ and enjoy a foretaste of the peace on earth that is yet to come. Let us pray. Jesus, you are our hope, our light, and our peace. You are Emmanuel, God with us in the midst of this world in which we live. Nurture our growth as people of repentance. Sustain us with your peace in the messy places of our lives and in the strife of this world. Change our hearts in the places that need changing. Open our minds to see you and others through the lens of your love. And help us live our lives remembering your promises. This is our prayer offered in your name. Amen.